hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whatswatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 25th of February 2022, including the eagerly anticipated return of crime drama Killing Eve on BBC iPlayer and Amazon Prime Video's horror rom-com mashup, Wolf Like Me. Mm. And we'll also be looking at Netflix North sequel, Vikings Valhalla, and Disney Plus animated spin-off, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Catherine Zeta-Jones will star in Disney's National Treasure, which is a series inspired by the film franchise, and she'll play a billionaire antiquities expert who's determined to get her hands on a priceless treasure. What else is in the news, Hannah? Kristen Wiig will start in Apple TV Plus's 10-part, yes, 10-part, comedy, Mrs. American Pie, as an ambitious social climber in the early 1970s who's desperate to worm her way into elite circles in glitzy Palm Beach, Florida. I can hardly contain myself, I don't know about you, because Killing Eve is coming up. But before we talk about that, Hannah, I'm going to tell you about a new Netflix series called Vikings Valhalla. And here's a clip. Vikings are preparing for an invasion. What do you intend to do? Fight. What do you see in this Greenland? Maybe his courage. Courage is not rare here. This is. So I don't know if you saw the original Vikings series, Hannah. I must admit I didn't watch it. And when I saw we were going to talk about this one, I was thinking back to shows like The Last Kingdom, which was very good. But I do find with these historical dramas, I do... I, get easily confused as to who's who and what's going on however i watched episode one of this and i've got to say it's really good to set the scene for people who've who've seen the original vikings or or who haven't this one is set in the early 11th century and taking place more than a hundred years after the events of the original show the opening sequence sees the King of England, Ethelred II, you'll remember him. He is vowing to get rid of the Vikings in his country and he basically summons them and slaughters them and sends troops to their settlements of the Danelaw. The impetus for this series is revenge because when King Canute of Denmark hears of the massacre, he hatches a plan to travel to England and take his revenge. We see the legendary Leif Erikson arriving by boat with his fellow Greenlanders and he's going to team up with the Vikings and they're going to launch an invasion on England. So it's got a kind of slight Western vibe because he arrives at this Norse settlement having somehow got through this massive storm at sea, which you see it's a really impressive scene. And of course... Someone picks a fight with him and uh, he basically beats them up. 
So when I watch things like this, I've been on set for things like The Lost Kingdom and, and the sets are incredible. The action scenes in this are fantastic. It's obviously cost a lot of money. And just looking at every single costume, you think, I and mean, a lot of them are made of leather with, with metal as well. And you just think the amount of work that goes into every single detail in a production like this it's just it's just a huge undertaking um i think it's a great story it's really exciting there's some good battles there's some great characters there's some excellent long hair and beard action um <laughs> so yeah I, I unexpectedly i really liked it what did you think yeah long hair and beard action is about where it's at for me um but to me very enjoyable first episode i would agree with you i think it is really very good is it my cup of tea not sure that it is, but the reason being is just because it's a bit too bloody. It's just the battles are just a bit too much for me, and I, they're relentless sometimes. And I find those kind of things sort of, I don't know, they just chip away in the end. So whilst I like the first episode, I'm not convinced long term this will be something that I absolutely love. There are so many shows like this that are absolutely brilliant, but kind of the the, the as I say the the battles and the bloodiness of it all. Eventually, I just can't see any more blood, and I'm not very good even. Even when I watch Casualty and I've got to I've got to put my fingers over my eyes, so it's it's not always a good one for me. <laughs> okay, well speaking of blood, this is the big news, isn't it, of this week's podcast. Uh, it's coming soon to so called normal TV, but first you will be able to watch it on BBC iPlayer from Monday the twenty eighth of February. It's the return of the fabulous Killing Eve. I killed two people last night after I tried really hard not to. Okay, well, that's not ideal. You shot someone? In the hand. How did it feel? Like you said it would feel. You want to have sex? Yes. Yes, it is. And not only is it the, the, the return, it's the finale, really, because this is this series is drawing the whole thing to a very explosive close. Now, um, you do need to have watched this right from the beginning. You need to usually catch up on this because you will see you, the dynamics of all of this. You can't come into it late. Well, that's my opinion. I think you need to see the whole kind of thing right from the right from the very beginning. And this is this is a spy thriller. Um, so I think it's captured the imagination of a lot of people and you've seen a really unusual um, relationship occur because one person is trying to capture the other one and then they have a very, very obs a big obsession between each other. So this is eight parts. Um, it's on BBC iPlayer, as you say. Um, and you see that this new series finds Eve... Um, seeking revenge <laughs> you, don't, you don't want Eve to seek revenge on you do you and she's seeking revenge on the 12 this very shady international criminal organization uh, and they hire assassins so pretty scary although you know, let's be honest Eve's pretty scary at times too um, meanwhile Villanelle is now part of a church community outside London that she tries to shake off her murderous past so she feels really uncomfortable at what she's done but as I say the obsession between these two is uh, is kind of captivating I think and it was a massive twist um, for the for the for the whole series I think um, so Villanelle wants wants to be good um, is she capable of that? I'm not, not sure that um, not sure that she is. Um, so you get to explore quite a different side of her very ruthless, um, quite despicable character. Um, as I say, this is this is the finale. This is the last 
the last of Killing Eve. So drink it in and it's pretty explosive. Ian, you're, I know you're a fan. It's amazing series, isn't it? With brilliant Jodie Comer as Villanelle, the assassin, and Sandra Oh as Eve. I absolutely love it. I, I, I thought when I watched Chloe on iPlayer recently that um, the main character in that was slightly channeling uh, Villanelle's famous look. She's now in this church community, and, the, and there's a great scene at the beginning of Ep 1 where she's all dressed in this red robes, and she's singing a sort of <laughs> ecclesiastical version of Moving On Up, the pop single. Uh, meanwhile, Constantine, who used to be her handler, he now appears to be a sort of local mayor, and there's a there's a great scene involving him. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a, there's a surprise twist in that right at the beginning as well. So the dialogue in this is is very funny. It's really stylishly directed, and the performances are great. So I mean, it it is sad to see it come to an end, but I have a certain admiration for shows that that wrap up before they've outstayed their welcome. But um. My goodness, we'll miss it, but I'm really looking forward to watching this final series. Over on Disney+, Plus, it's a new animation called The Proud Family, louder and prouder, and here's a clip. Our little girl is becoming a young lady. Wonder! I told you, Penny, no dating before you're married. Mama, make Oscar stop! <laughs> Dress like Doc Vader. To keep the boys away like you did during the Crusades. <laughs> Thank you, Sugar Mama. So this arrives on Wednesday, the 23rd of February. It's got 22 episodes, Hannah. 22. Wow. So I started watching episode one and uh, didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> but then I did a little bit of research and I discovered that, of course... There's been a previous series about the Proud Family and there's also been a film. In this series, Penny has become a teenager and she's voiced by Carla Pratt. So, and her dad, Oscar, is very worried about this and her hanging out with boys and um, you see him in episode one making her wear a suit of armour. So, yeah, there's some terrific characters in this. There's some good guest voices. You should listen out for Eva Longoria and Zachary Kinto. The voice artists are great. The, I like the animation. I like the style of the drawing. It's really in your face, isn't it? And quite crazy. A lot of slapstick humour. There's a lot of music in it as well. And, of course, it's, it's an African-American family and teenage life with all its problems, such as, you know acne and you know and it, it's a it's a humorous look at these kind of subjects and the family is just hilarious um there's the grandma who's, who's a great character as well so yeah i i've not seen an animation like this before and i must admit once i'd kind of adjusted to the sensory overload of it I quite liked it. Is this? Would your kids watch this? Is this their, their kind of age range? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I actually wasn't, just like you, I wasn't aware that this was has gone before, so I came to it quite new. Um, I actually think the children would like it, but I, th- I think it's funnier for adults, actually, particularly um, parents who are about to go into the teenage stage, and uh, you know, we're a little bit off that 
just yet, mm. but I, I can see the hormones raging and they'll be... <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just so funny where the dad is like this really overprotective dad and wants the yeah. kid to go out on a you know, body armor and she looks absolutely ridiculous and the mother's trying to you know placate him and say you know she's she's growing up you've got to let her and it, and I just think there's some really funny narrative that you can really relate to throughout it but whilst children will like it too I don't think it's very cutesy I think the sort of you know the animation that's very cute appeals to children I don't, I don't think it's that so but I do think it's sort of more. It's not Simpsons-like. I think anyone would, would be probably slaughtered for saying that. But what I mean is is that it's got that comedy that adults like and children can watch too. Yeah. So it, 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 I think, yeah, it works, it works well. It certainly made me laugh. Now, we're going to finish off with something pretty unusual, I have to say, and you're going to tell <laughs> us about it. It's on Amazon Prime Video. It's a new series called Wolf Like Me. Hi. I wanted to say sorry for wrecking your universe. You coming in to check on Emma was a very thoughtful gesture. I did hit you both with my car. You did, and I am planning on suing. <laughs> kind of very easy to be in your company, you know that? Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. Why did you run away from me? I'm a complicated person. It's got baggage. Yeah, wolf like me. It this is weird. <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it. It's just weird. It's a comedy drama. I, I actually really, really quite enjoyed it. So um, it, it centres around, it's set in Adelaide. As I say, it's a comedy drama and it, it stars Frozen's Josh Gad as Widower Gary. Um, and he's very, he's very much struggling to connect with his 11-year-old daughter, Emma, um, because Emma's mother passed away seven years before. So it's that sort of dad-daughter difficult relationship she's growing up. Um, but he starts, he, things start to look a bit better because he goes on a date with agony aunt Mary, who's played by... None other than Isla Fisher. Now, the reason they end up on going on a date is because she crashed into their car. And so it's kind of like, you know, their paths have crossed for a reason. Um, and poor Emma is having a, a panic attack. And Mary, as I say, who's played by Isla Fisher, manages to, to calm her down. And, and, and I think the daughter suddenly sees a bit of a kindred spirit. Um, but <laughs> these two, um, Gary and Mary, stop to fall in love they start to sort of have a relationship start to feel have have feelings for each other um but she's hiding a secret now i don't know whether i can let this secret out on this i mean it's kind of all over the internet what happens but you think i can she turns into a werewolf and a full moon like we all do i mean that's just normal right <laughs> and this is where it all becomes a bit weird um so the actual kind of She's a bit, seems a bit unhinged, Mary, in this, generally, I think. Isla Fisher does a really good job of playing her. But you, it, it sort of seems like a fairly sensible storyline, um, fairly straightforward. And then, of course, you know, this hits and she's a werewolf, so it all becomes a little, a little bit odd. It, it, it's a bit of fun. I, I'm, I'm not sure it's anything more than that. But as I say, the werewolf element, I'm, I'm not sure it was necessary, if I'm honest. <laughs> Ian, what did you think? It's so odd, this one. I mean, <laughs> because, as you say, I mean, the, the, the sort of domestic setup with with the bereaved daughter is very serious, you know, and there's, and there's quite a dramatic incident involving this sort of depressed daughter in, in episode two. Um, but I didn't like the tone of it. I didn't like Gary. I found him a really annoying character. I also found Mary very annoying a lot of the humor it didn't make me laugh so 
I really wasn't enjoying it, but you get to the end of episode one and Mary has run off from this date with Gary and we don't know why. And she gets home and then she sort of locks herself in the basement behind this big metal door. And, and then you just catch a glimpse that something weird is happening to her. So I did find myself thinking that even though I really don't like this at all, and I think it's a, just tonally it's all over the place. I did think, well, I am quite interested because he goes to her house, he follows her, and he's in the house when she locks herself in. I did think, well, I am actually quite interested to see how this plays out. But <laughs> overall, I, yeah, I just really, it, it wasn't for me. I just, mm. it, it grated with me um, a lot, I must say. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who will enjoy it. Now, Hannah, uh, we've got to that time where you tell us what you've been binging on. So please tell us. Well, we have binged on, I don't know how many episodes, I think it's 20-something episodes, and we have binged a lot of them, I'll have you know. Mallory Towers yes. is the second instalment. Absolutely, the girls are a lot bigger now, a lot more grown up, but just as brilliant. Love the Ozina Blyton stories. I used to read those books uh, when there I was a go. kid. My sister had them. And I watched a rather good film on Netflix that I'm going to recommend. It's about a guy who gets sent to prison for driving under the influence but once he's inside, it basically turns him into a really hardcore criminal and then he comes out and we follow what happens to him. It's called Shot Caller. That's worth checking out. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what is coming up, Hannah? Well, you'll remember married comedians John Richardson and Lucy Beaumont. Well, they're back in a new series of their gold mockumentary, Meet the Richardsons. Yes, and I did have a chat with them about that, so we might have a little clip from our interview in the podcast. Also, Game of Thrones star Nikolai Costa-Waldau, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, <laughs> <laughs> plays a real-life Danish explorer fighting for survival in the Arctic in a gripping Netflix adventure called Against the Ice, which I've seen and I very much enjoyed. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... Keep... Watching. Watching.